Yesterday, we were talking about the budget, which was going to be tabled in the afternoon yesterday. We kind of knew what was going to be in the budget, but we definitely have some more details this morning, and I want to dig into the details. But before uh, I share with you some of my thoughts and then open up the phones at 10.15 in about 10 minutes for your thoughts on this at 204-780-6868, let's Take a look at the details of the budget with Global News reporter Rosanna Hempel. Most of the money collected through higher property taxes and frontage levies will foot the bill for even more road renewal than last year, along with transportation. But there was also room in the city's nearly $1.3 billion budget to prioritize 311, community safety and tree care. The public, I believe, will see noticeable improvements through the coming year. The budget accounts for $5 million for a transit safety team trained in de-escalation. Gillingham says more details on that will follow in the weeks ahead. One of the keys to getting ridership levels back to pre-pandemic levels and also a key to uh, recruiting and retaining bus operators is making sure that transit is a safe space. The new mayor is also making good on larger infrastructure promises, including money set aside for Centreport South, plans for extending Chief Peguis and widening Route 90, which he says are important for the city's economic growth and Nawe Odena at the site of the former Kapiong barracks. It's so critical to Indigenous and non-Indigenous members of Winnipeg. There's so much potential uh, in this uh, Indigenous-led economic development zone. More than $26 million, nearly $5 million more than last year, are also going towards protecting Winnipeg's tree canopy. And the Rainy Day Fund, which was almost depleted last year to help balance a large deficit, could see a net increase of $8.6 million. In other changes, the cost of a number of city fees are going up, including animal services and new ones that affect the film industry. The budget tabled Wednesday is a preliminary one. Councillors and Winnipeggers will be able to have their say at a number of meetings before Council's final debate on March 22nd. Rosanna Hempel. Global News. All right, and I like the idea that uh, we will now have some time to weigh in with our city councillors before uh, they start debate on the budget. That is a change that I like. So we knew that there would be a 3.5% property tax increase. That was in the budget. Uh, we knew that there would be an extra buck fifty a foot frontage levy. That was in the budget. And so on average, on average... Property uh, taxpayers are paying about $142 more. So you'll pay about $142 more. Now, more or less than that, depending on your home and what part of the city you're in and whatnot. But average, $142. And I guess my question is, and we'll open the phones on this in a bit, will we get what we pay for? Uh, Let me just remind you what I said yesterday before we knew all these details on the budgets. Listen, I think we're probably at a point where we need to raise taxes. But as a taxpayer, I want to make sure I'm getting bang for my buck. I'm okay if you're going to raise taxes, but I want to see that money in action. That's where I'm at. And I still feel that way this morning. So for $142 on average, if I get faster permitting, these neighborhood action teams, which I think are a great idea, 
Better 311, transit security, improved streets and snow clearing, wider Keniston, the list goes on and on. If I get all that for $142 more, I'm kind of okay with that. Are you? Grab a line at 204-780-6868. We'll take your calls and, of course, read your text messages to that same number and your emails as well to hal at cjob.com as we go along here. But I'll open the phones in about five minutes. Lots of calls yesterday on CJOB, including this one from Mark on the Jim Toe Show, which caught my ear. I don't have a problem with paying the higher the higher taxes for for, for services that I'm supposed to be getting. But the problem is, is we keep paying more taxes for services that we're not getting. And one of them, one of them I'm going to bring up is uh, snow clearing. It's awful. It is completely awful. Since we've gone to the privatization of cleaning snow, it has gone awful. I live in Winnipeg South Center. There's a company that cleans snow in, in, in our area, which is Old Forgary, which is Riverview, Lord Roberts. They are completely awful. I, I phoned uh, Sherry Rollins' office uh, back in December, and they were flooded, flooded with complaints from certain companies that just don't do their jobs. They're getting paid, and they're not doing their jobs. We need to look back to see how we spend money on cleaning these roads. I got a call back from the city telling me that they, they do not clean the snow right down to the pavement. So what happens is, is when, when we get a warm weather... And, and, and everything starts to warm up and melt, guess what? Creates ruts. And, uh, and you know, like I'm a delivery driver, so I go into different areas and I, and I see the snow removal being cleared properly. You know, so there are some private guys who are doing a pro- some private companies who are doing it properly. But there are some companies who are not. And to the point where the city has to come out now and clean up their mess. And, and, and who's paying for that? It's us. I agree with Mark. I don't like paying taxes. Nobody does. But I'll pay them if the services are up to snuff. And you know what? I'll even pay, on average, $142 more, according to the city budget, on average, if these services that I've been disappointed in in the past are better. And we get these services delivered to us as taxpayers the way they should be delivered to us. I don't like taxes. I don't like a tax increase. But if I'm getting banged for my buck, if Mayor Gillingham is saying, hey, this is going to be better, we're going to improve this, Uh, we're going to make this better, you're going to be happier about this, I'll give him time. I'll give him my $142 or whatever the number is for you if the services do, in fact, improve. And only time will tell on that. Listen, food inflation is is tough on everybody, but when it comes to low-income earners, people on a fixed income or the working poor, uh, it's even tougher because uh, eating healthy, because those healthier options are often the most expensive. They're hit the hardest by food inflation. Let's bring in uh, food professor Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie University, who joins us on the phone here now. Sylvain, good morning. Good morning. I appreciate you doing this. I read with interest your piece in the Winnipeg Sun. I write columns in the Sun on weekends saying that Canada needs a real discount grocer. Why don't we have one? 
Canada is an unattractive market to invest. The distribution costs are are quite high. If there is one place where people know that distribution costs are very high, it certainly would be Winnipeg. Uh, you're far away from a lot of different other centers. And so to distribute and service a, a wide country like Canada with only 38 million people, it tends to cost more, and we're seeing it. And so every time a company looks at the Canadian market, it tries to figure out the economics of food distribution, and often they find them quite unattractive. All the little uh, Amazon Fresh, they all actually looked at the game market. Rumors were swirling. They were looking at the game market, but never, nothing really happened. We're talking again today, yet again today, about food inflation. And when the cost of food goes up, the people impacted the most are often those low-income people. So a discount grocery store... Uh, would be a miracle for them, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, competition is always good for everyone, uh, starting with the consumer, of course. And uh, every time in Canada, we've we've heard of a uh, a looming menace, uh, and I'm referring to uh, some examples like Target when it entered the market uh, in Canada in 2014. You saw the grocery industry. Uh, recalibrate. You saw uh, discounts. In fact, in 2014, food prices actually dropped in Canada that, that year just because of that threat. And of course, we all know what happened to Target. They actually left Canada within months. But still, uh, when you have a threat, when you have more competition coming into the market, or uh, if you have that perception that something is going to happen, uh, grocers will have to compete, and right now, I would say we're in a period of detente. They're, they're, everything's cozy for them right now. There's an oligopoly here in Canada. They they figured out things. Nothing is really changing. They know who's competing against who. Uh, there's no disruptor, and that's what we need right now to make the market a little bit more competitive. As interest rates go up and inflation does seem to be easing a little bit, what about food inflation? Will we get a break soon? Well, the food inflation rate will be dropping. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, my concern is labor. Uh, with uh, with labor shortages, uh, people don't realize it, but uh, with our la- the labor shortage could actually push prices higher. So we're up against that. Mm-hmm. But supply chains are getting better. So there 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 are fewer headwinds than just a few months ago. Let's put it this way. And uh, so we are expecting the food inflation to drop. But don't kid yourself. Food prices aren't going to drop. Uh, 2022 created new benchmarks when it comes to cost management in the industry across the board from farm gate to plate. And I know a lot of people love to point fingers at grocers, but let's face it. Uh, it's costing more to do everything in the food industry, whether you're on a farm, you're in processing, distribution, doesn't matter. It's costing more to do anything. Back to the idea of a discount grocer, final question here for you. I was reading that in the U.S., the fastest growing part of the grocery industry in the U.S. is dollar stores. Might we see something like that happen here? Somebody see a lane and take it? That's a good point, Al. I mean, Dollarama, uh, which is based out of Montreal, actually announced before the holidays that it would actually increase its food offering. Uh, it, 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 It intends to offer more $5 
food items, which means that they are going to be offering more food and they are going to be selling more food. Uh, food sales have actually gone up 18% at Dollarama. And so uh, it's a public company, so it's easy to track. But uh, there is more traffic uh, for, for dollar stores for sure. So we're, we're expecting – so that void uh, that, we're, that we see in Canada when it comes to discount grocers is filled with companies like Costco and, yes, dollar stores. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Something to watch. Sylvain, thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Sylvain Charlevoix, Senior Director, Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. Here's that story uh, that I was uh, mentioning there with Sylvain that I was reading this morning. Headline, Dollar Stores, now the fastest-growing food retailers as Americans tighten their budgets. Let me just read the story here for you. A dollar just doesn't go as far as it used to, and that's probably most apparent for many Americans, again, this is a U.S. story, during their weekly trip to the grocery store. Food and drink is an absolute essential for all of us, but many of the prices seen in supermarket aisles today make the most basic of foods look more like luxuries. Now, new research suggests many are opting to do their grocery shopping at the local discount store. A team from Tufts University reports dollar stores have become the fastest-growing food retailers in the United States. Specifically, they've doubled their share in rural regions, so even more so outside of cities. Researchers note households who do most of their shopping at dollar stores tend to be the lower income and uh, headed by people of color. So I think that's interesting. Will will we see, I think we're already seeing some of that in Canada, right? You can certainly buy some food at dollar stores, as Sylvan said, maybe more so at Dollarama going forward. Giant Tiger, I think, sells a lot of food. That's, I think that's a, not a dollar store, but certainly a discount store. I am excited because I think she's been gone for 43 weeks. Carolyn Klassen from Conexus Counseling, conexuscounseling.ca and carolynklassen.com. Carolyn, good morning. Good morning, Hal. How are you? How was your trip? Oh, it was the trip of a lifetime. It was fantastic. We were gone for four full weeks, which is just a time to completely unhook and decompress and fully immerse ourselves into the beautiful country of Thailand. And so trip of a lifetime, that means you're never leaving again, right? Because I missed you. (laughs) Oh, well, I certainly, uh, my husband's phone, it dings, you know, at this time so that he can tune in every week. And so every week it would ding in and I'm like, oh, another week missed with health. <laughs> well, anyhow, it's great to have you back. Um, before we get into a few things I wanted to talk to you about today, you've got some workshops coming up, and I want uh, these are really popular, and I want you to mention what they are and the dates, because as you know, you have many fans that tune in every Thursday after the 11:30 news, and they want to know what you're up to. Well, uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. Yes, um, we have a couple of workshops coming up, and these are workshops that are developed out of the research of Dr. Brene Brown. I'm certified in her work. A lot of people have seen her TED Talk and really have found what she says helpful, and this is just a chance to more deeply explore uh, the work that she does in a way that's about who you are and where you're at. 
And so March 10th to 12th is the Daring Way where people can look at how to show up, be seen and live brave in their lives. And then March 5 to 7, or sorry, May 5 to 7, May 5 to 7 is Rising Strong, where when you show up often enough uh, to be brave, eventually you fall flat on your face. And how do you make sense of that crushing fall? And uh, at carolynclawson.com, there is uh, more details and also uh, registration forms. And we would love for you to uh, fill out the form and come. Or if you have further questions, just email me um, at contact at carolynclawson.com. And I will, uh, I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions you might have. Cool. And you can sign up for Carolyn's uh, newsletter at that uh, website as well. Um, okay. So uh, it's funny because you mentioned a uh, TED talk there when you were talking about your workshops. Um, and you actually talked about this a few years ago, well, I guess more than a few years ago now, but this Harvard study on happiness that's now been going on for 85 years. And the author of this study says um, the best way uh, for uh, you to be happy, or most of the participants in this uh, study are happiest when they have good relationships. And the author says, reach out to a friend once a day for a chat. Don't necessarily text or email, but pick up the phone or go and see them. And those are the people that are the happiest. Robert Waldinger's 85-year study on um, the Harvard Study of Adult or Harvard Study of, of Development is just a powerful study. It's this longitudinal study. It's like it's a once in a it's it's the only study of this long length um, in the world that has looked carefully at the lives of people over their lifespan of what makes people happier and healthier. And he says if you could boil down all that data into one single sentence, it would be that good relationships make people happier and healthier. And what he has found is that the people who were most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest mentally and physically at age 80. That's really powerful. And it's not too late if you're over 50 that you can start it now where, what, like you say, with a single phone call every day, just a, a sense of meaningful contact um, just makes a difference in our lives. And what he is encouraging in his new book, and it's my, the next book on my list to read, um, about the good life by um, Robert Waldinger is saying that we need to start thinking about relational fitness, just like we talk about physical fitness, that we know that physical fitness adds years and quality of life um, to our lives and that relational fitness does as well. And we need to look at the relationships we have and their quality and their connectedness and the, the added value that they bring to our lives and be, really be aware and then challenge ourselves of how can we re increase our relational fitness. And so I I am a number one fan of this concept, um, and I will just keep talking about it um, from now until the day I die, uh, because I think it's just so important to add good relationships to our lives. Well, and your line is wired for connection. The show's called Connecting Winnipeg, right? I mean, sure. Yes. Yeah, duh, yes. no-brainer. Yes. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I saw an interview where Waldinger was talking about his new book, and I thought this was sort of interesting because I think pets can make you much happier. And he agrees there's research, lots of it, that says pets can make you happy. But back when they started this, that's not an area they looked at. Isn't it interesting how our love of pets and the significance of pets in our life has changed over this 85-year study because they didn't even really consider it when they began they didn't think to include that as a measurable in this study and but what i, I heard that interview with robert Waldinger as well where he says when they look at studies outside of this study it's very clear that pets yeah. make a difference um that uh, if you have somebody in your life that loves and cares about you and you love and care for them it's a good thing 
We've been talking about food inflation again today. Inflation has been a subject that we have focused on for a long time now here on CJOB. And we talked about this a while ago, 35% of adults, so 3 in 10, more than 3 in 10 adults admit that their parents still help with at least one bill. Um, 19% groceries, 19%, sorry, um, rent, 19%, groceries, 19%, utilities, 16%. Those are the areas where parents help the most. And I'm. Uh, there's some discussion here, I think. Um, is this healthy for the relationship? I guess it is as long as both sides are okay with it, right? Well, I think it's really complex where they're, so often when parents help kids, there can be strings attached or there's shame on the part of kids where that dependency doesn't feel good. Uh, I think it's really complicated, but in this age of inflation and, you know, higher costs, um, as a single mom, a person who was a single mom for 10 years, I'm no longer a single mom, but I remember there were times where occasionally my parents would say, let me buy the kids snowsuits this year or here's some money for a haircut because I wasn't sure how I was going to cover all the bills with the funds that I had. It was really hard and it was absolutely indispensable for my parents to um, give support now and then uh, for me. And so I know that it's a huge boost for kids who aren't quite sure how they're going to cover all those bills. And I think the challenge is to figure out how to do that in a way that helps make people improve their lives rather than takes away. And I think sometimes dependency takes away from people's sense of adulting. And I think that conversation needs to happen or when there's strings attached that make it feel too complex and it feels like a wet blanket on their lives. So I think it really needs to be named and talked about and figure out how it can be a healthy contribution to their lives and not something that increases their um, the complexity of a person's life. And our final subject here, here's the headline. Visiting green spaces three to four times weekly may lower your need for meds, according to new studies. So whether it's a park or a lake or a garden, I mean, it, you know, it, it helps when it comes helps to lower your use i think that's the significant part of this helps you to lower your use of drugs for depression anxiety insomnia high blood pressure asthma uh, among others and um i don't think green spaces work for everyone or maybe you disagree maybe you think it it does work for everyone caroline that's what this study suggests but if it doesn't then find what works for you but i i think we have to figure out ways to deal with this stuff without popping a pill Well, as somebody who's just come back from the green, green, beautiful land of Thailand, and I've spent, you know, I literally was walking through jungles and it was uh, incredible. I can tell you that I believe that um, green space really contributes to our overall health and well-being. And that is, uh, it sucks for those of us that are in Winnipeg and for many that are stuck in Winnipeg and there is no green. Um, I have seen people's faces light up when they talk about visiting the leaf that's now open at Assiniboine Park where it just, mm-hmm. it just changes a person's outlook. And so I think we need to really say, you know, in Winnipeg with a lack of green, what does it for me and how can I give that to myself? How can I be good for myself to reduce my anxiety, to increase my health and well-being? Uh, what makes me feel good and, and, and is really good for me and then to do that? And I think it requires a sort of some really thoughtful self-introspection. And I think as you can, please do those things because uh, if we can do things that medications also do, but we can do them in a more natural way, uh, good on us. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, as we talk about the new city budget, right, that is raising our taxes. Millions are going to be spent on the tree canopy in Winnipeg, and I don't hear a whole lot of people complaining about that. So there you go. (laughs) 
Green, yeah. green space is good for us, and uh, I guess even when our taxes are going up. Carolyn, it's great to have you back. Oh, so good to talk to you, Hal. Thank you.